0: Welcome to what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> okay.
0: That can be a great intro. Welcome everyone who's listening uh, to Ariane Talks. I think this is episode nine. I'm here with Farah. Is it Farah Sadiq? Is it? Farah Sadiq, yeah. yeah? And um, uh uh-huh. for anyone who hasn't listened to this podcast before, my name is arian I'm a healer, intuitive trauma coach, and a spiritual teacher. In this podcast, we talk about pretty much everything to do with healing, spirituality, but just anything and everything in general anyway. My guest today, Farah Sadiq, is someone that I met uh, a few couple of months ago and we connected. We realized that we have a lot in common and we had this amazing idea to get on this podcast and just talk about a few things. Today we're going to talk about the game of life, this simulation, reality, how things work our own experiences of it time and many more things that will probably come up in these conversations but uh farah why don't you introduce yourself to everyone listening or watching and then we'll take it from there
1: what is the thing that alan watts says it's like trying to describe yourself and define yourself is like trying to bite your own tongue and i I don't know (laughs) and I'm a tech founder. I'm a Reiki master, Reiki teacher. I'm a mother. I'm a human. I'm a goddess. I am all the things. Uh, I am look at myself as kind of like a a multifaceted gemstone. And I'm just a conduit here and letting spirit and source work through me in the way that it's supposed to. And I feel like to label is to limit so that's why i will never have a clear definition of who i am so i would say tech founder and reiki master reiki teacher is probably the closest to it and i've worked with uh also with people who have had extreme trauma ptsd cancer and i've also helped people transition life and death life to death and uh yeah, I just hold a lot of uh, spaces and containers for transformation, uh, retreats, my mentorships. And I would say that I've just been doing that all of my life, but uh, now it's, it's, a, it's the gift and it's the profession. Uh, so I'm grateful, grateful for that. And also uh, plant medicines, shamanic ceremonies, uh, uh, assisting with that, ayahuasca, um
0: mushrooms oh yeah we talked about that last time i spoke to you uh, about ayahuasca and everything oh, it would be really yeah. interesting to kind of go down that conversation as well in a bit actually because it's something uh, i've not done yet ayahuasca but it's something i'm very very interested in um it's really really it's super interesting what you said as well about labels i did a video recently about how labels limit us um but usually and i and i'm very very much aligned with uh, that kind of way of thinking as well there's so many when i talk to some people sometimes regarding labels even our name or even our age it it's too much for some people and but that's truly like i've gotten to the stage now where i see myself more regularly like that than i don't whereas you know a year is a year is when the earth goes around the sun that's a year for us so then i'm 38 years old about to be 39 in a few days Uh, i'm 39 years old let's say uh and i've been alive for the duration of the time the earth has gone around the sun 39 times so i'm identifying myself as a 39 year old but if the earth took longer to go around the sun or it took shorter and that that number that i identify myself with would be different the same as my name the only reason I identify myself as Arianne is because the group of humans that I was born into, all around, all those humans started giving me this label. It's not wrong. I'm not saying it's a great way to like keep track and go, hey, I'm talking to that human. <laughs> but I fully have taken on that identity. I've fully taken on that uh, persona, that character or the avatar, let's say avatar the avatar but and it makes you think as well like hang on well i'm a human being on this planet and we've gone okay we're going to identify you as arian because it's a great way if i'm shouting i'm I'm not going to go like hey human seven human 42 i'm going to be like yo (laughs) like farah or arian or something yeah but then it's like all right well i know that now and i've identified and i've taken on that character what else have i taken on what other character traits that i have been told is me have i taken on and we can go as deep as you're not good enough and you can't do that and this isn't something that you should do and you know you girls should behave like this and boys should behave like this you you shouldn't do that you should do this and it's like oh i will also take all those on as well and live my existence to how you kind of believe i should be
1: but that's the whole thing, right? Is that you come in already with the inner knowing. The avatar is projected onto you mm. once you come in. And then it's the the learning of what you are not. <laughs> and then it's the unlearning.
0: Mm.
1: It's the great paradox of life is... You're becoming who you already are
0: you're remembering
1: you're remembering
0: yeah.
1: and so you know the stuff with the name right it's and and when you think about it right then you go into the meaning of the name so do you know what your name means
0: uh i don't know what it means but i've been told that i was named after a great king king okay. Arjan, uh, but i don't know the meaning of it no do you So
1: there- there's a, there's a regalness to that. There's a, a you know, ancestral regalness. Um, but you're basically there's a vibration to the name because when you're named, they're naming you based off of the energy you're coming in with. And I when I I've studied, like I looked, at, I always ask people, I'm like, what does your name mean? And I see how fitting. The name is to the person. Uh, my name means joy. And it's not happiness. Because I think joy and happiness are two different things. Yeah. I feel like happiness is a little bit more surface and 3D. I feel like joy is that really pure, innocent, happiness that you have when you're like a child like that laugh that really like that purity that laugh from your heart Mm -hmm. and so like when I think of my name and the way that when I was a child and even now like the way I laugh is like like a kid like it's very playful from that standpoint I feel like that matched my energy and my avatar but then when I hear why I was named Farah then it's like, oh, okay. So there was the queen of Iran, Diba, right? Yeah. So that was one of the reasons, too, that this name came in. And again, it goes back to like your name, the king. And then there's this energy, this regalness. And it has to do with your soul and your spirit. And it's almost like you needed that avatar. You needed that name to to know that your soul your old soul your um royal soul you know was here to be the mystic and to endure and to we talk you and i talked about this about dying before you die and and the endurance the endurance like we we had to have that energy put on us so that we could go through the whole journey of the phoenix the whole journey of remembering because in like in the beginning right like i could say that like when i was like four or five years old i could remember that i knew who i was i remember that yeah
0: i know exactly what you mean i had certain memories and certain thoughts throughout my especially childhood that i look back on now and i'm like wow i knew like i i even though especially when i started waking up there was still a lot of parts of me that were doubting what i was waking up to but then the memories of when i knew when i was a child backed up what i'm learning cuz i was like i knew i i this isn't some crazy thing that i'm just talking about like as a child i knew and that also allowed me to go down a path of understanding why that was and like you know how children still have quite a strong connection because they've not been through the system as much as we have to filter out all that connection and understanding of who you truly are
1: and it's but i feel like that's the, the journey of the mystic right you're never a master so like when i say reiki master i don't ever think that that has any relevance. And I've told my students that I said, this is just a title. I was like, you're, ne- you're constantly mastering yourself. Hmm. And that is the journey that we've chosen is one of like endless mastery. And when you are, in, when you're more in that learning, that's kind of like the learner mindset, the beginner mindset, if you want to put it into like, know the the whole mindset talk that everyone goes into and also like socrates you know like i know that i know nothing and 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 trusting that and trusting that there's a whole source of information that we have access to if we allow this to break free and welcome it Versus thinking that we have all the degrees and we have all the books and we have all the certificates and all the, these little e- like art things that make our ego feel good, <laughs> right? These titles and everything. But it's like, how do you, how do you stay in? And I don't like to use the word humility and humble because I, the definition of that is to, is very interesting. It, um, but i think the word is um just simplicity just being simple and and accepting that you're a tool and everyone is it's not just me it's not just you is that spirit and source is working through everyone whether they're awake or not whether they're conscious of it or not yeah and knowing that there's always you're always going to want to be curious You're always going to want to be curious about what life wants to show you because life is wanting to show you so many things. Universe is always wanting to show you something to teach you every day. You're you're learning something new every day if you want to, if you're open to it. And I I feel the problem is is that people are in, I mean, I don't think it's, I think people are getting better about it, but the whole like hierarchy guru kind of like this person is above me. This person knows more than me. And I need to like follow everything that they say and everything like yeah. that. I do believe that having a mentor is, is very important and and, and it's very helpful. Uh, there's like that Hoffa's quote, right? It says the greatest mentors are as transparent as glass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's...
1: And I, when i when i'm mentoring someone yeah. i it's so hard to embody that yeah. and and without projection right because that's that's what people are really used to doing when they're teaching and the whole idea of teaching you know i use different words i say i'm just transferring wisdom yeah. i'm just the channel and i'm just mirroring back what wisdom is wanting to get activated in you that's already there
0: it's huge actually it's it's really big for people being able to actually see the value and see um the uh what's the best way to describe it see other people for who they truly are so what i mean by that is like for example i'm a healer and a lot of the times a lot of people have said to me like oh wow you heal people and i'm like no (laughs) i don't it's like what it's like i teach people how to heal themselves i always say to people my job is to empower you i don't empower you by giving you power the way i empower you is by showing you that that power exists within you already it's already there and that is how every healer that's worth their salt should really be because that's what's actually happening and then you get The other thing is like well hang on whenever i was around you something happened your energy something happened so it must be you it's like no 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 the energy that i had allowed you to do something within yourself it gave you that uh the it allowed you i don't know gave you the the ability
1: It's activated. It's yeah, activated. it activated.
0: It, but it, it, it kind of like made it okay for you to do that, whatever you needed to do within yourself. And that is really, really huge. And the more I've gone towards that, the more I've been able to help people. And, and the more I've been able to help people, it's allowed me to see them in a very different light, in a very different way. I can help someone by understanding like what they've gone through but i don't look at anyone at all and go like well you're just not that uh you know you don't have the ability you don't have that like no everyone does it's just everyone is at a very different level of their journey and their journey is to go through the trauma through the experiences which causes them or or, you know whatever you want to say it causes them to get to a place where they're waking up uh, and it's what the expansion of their soul is it's the expansion of who they are and what they are here for it's massive to understand that just because someone is in a really really bad place doesn't mean that they don't have that power within them it's just they're stuck in unconscious habits of being able to see that
1: so when i was listening to you talk about like when somebody's with you and they say hey like something happened to me when i was with you this has to do with what i like to call is like your wi-fi system which is like they call it the etheric bodies so you have these different like etheric levels causal body there's all these different bodies levels outside of yourself that are unseen and you're actually walking around. Everyone is literally walking around with it. And if you're somebody that is in tune with your energy and you take care of your energy, you take care of your vibration. You're this. You're literally like this walking Wi-Fi of transformation of activation. You could be at the grocery store and you just exchange some words with the with the person that's ringing you up, and you just see their energy just shift just by you speaking to them. Because we are moving through everybody's different Wi-Fi's, <laughs> you know, like some people have it completely turned off and they're not in tune with themselves and their subconscious is completely dictating everything and their subconscious mind and their conscious mind are not working in together and it's just pure chaos, right? Yeah. And then there's the people that are very mindful of their energy, of their diet, of of the people that they connect with of the people that they let in and it, this is this is part of the the human experiment right it's like okay i'm gonna go and meet with this person and see how our energies work together how the energy exchange is and there that's where the alchemy happens yeah. right and so it, I've had people tell me, like, Farah, you're an activator. And when you were talking about your story, it was like, it has to do with you being this person that has gone so deep into yourself and you are an alchemist. So you are already in this autopilot of like doing the alchemy within yourself. So if somebody's not doing the alchemy and they're next to you, you almost can't even help it. Yeah. Like, for you to trigger some kind of shadow in them or alchemy and in them that happens. And then sometimes people don't like that. (laughs) Um, Just speaking from experience, like either people love to be in my energy or they don't like to be in my energy because I already know it's because my energy is just all about transformation. And so how, and then I guess our conditioning is like, Oh, like I have to be fearful of that. And I have to be worried about, like, how are people going to receive my energy? And so, like, now on the flip side, when you've done all the unlearning, you're like, actually, I'm not supposed to really care at all at how people receive my energy. I just have to keep it in integrity with who I am. And this idea of being a vessel, of being an instrument, of being a conduit, and As we're talking about specifically the game of life, that's what it is, is because it is all encoded in us. Like how we're supposed to play this game. And if we are not in tune with how we are supposed to play this game and what kind of timeline we're supposed to be and what kind of trajectory we're supposed to be on, the game of life is going to show us and give us the lessons to knock us back into alignment.
0: Yeah, that's exactly uh what's uh yeah that's exactly it, and it actually what I realize is that it, it it's not just the energy isn't like when only people are around me, the energy is because we look at like everything is connected, everything is everywhere, even in terms of time everything's right now, there is no like future, there is no past it's just right now, so if everything's connected and everything's everywhere and in terms of like how we're playing this game you know i've been trying to explain this to some people and it's very very interesting and it's like oh, i'll walk that way i'm not actually walking that way everything's going that way i never move really everything's moving as i'm moving which means that i am everywhere as well and everything is everywhere that means my energy is everywhere and I, so there's there is an element of that kind of like at the higher level so What actually happens is someone will see my post on social media. And the reason you can take on energy from someone that's a world away or, you know, a half a world away in a different country, different town, different area is because everything's connected. You are everywhere, anything you, and like even in the moments where you're watching someone who's posted on social media. The, that's the moment your consciousness is meeting that consciousness it's just happening through the you know the device but that doesn't mean that you can't take on that energy you actually can and you do and this is again really for for people who are also maybe doing this as kind of like a profession and going down that path and have, have these concerns not just your energy, not just what you say but your energy in these videos are going to have an effect on people and mm-hmm. this is why you get those comments as well. This is why you get the comments of like, "What are you talking about? This is utter nonsense. <laughs> I don't believe you." My needy video, uh, which I think at this point it is my most popular video, a good one. That good video, one. thank you. That video has like it's completely divided, but the division isn't like necessarily. It's not like an evil thing it's i oh my god this has really helped me and everything it's so healing that activation in that video is insane how many people it's helped heal in that moment but there's a lot of people as well that what it does is it triggers them to their pain well what's their pain their pain is like well it's not my responsibility to meet their needs it's like i never said it was i never said it's your responsibility to meet anyone's needs that's not what the message is but By by having those wounds and by having those parts of themselves which by the way it's not wrong to say that it's not wrong to be like it's not my responsibility and i'm this isn't me kind of going like oh you're an idiot or something like i get it i get it but again your reaction is a communication for you why did i react like this why do i believe like it's my responsibility Uh, why do i believe after hearing that after hearing arian say that and him not saying That is your responsibility to meet anyone's needs. Why do I feel like it is? There's more communication there. But the energy in that, as well as like, obviously the energy that I held in that moment was all this trigger. And it really is for everything, everything in this reality, in this game of life, in this reality, every single bit of matter, as well as energy, everything, every single thing, whether it's a phone, whether it's a pen whether it's a painting, whether it's an emotion is communication to the conscious driver, feedback, data, everything. And there's never a moment where you can't learn more about anything that you're learning about ever. This
1: feedback is very important. And uh, I feel like it's people can be deaf to the feedback because everybody's so tunnel vision when you are in your shadow and when you're sh- you're not doing the work, it's very easy to, and again, when your avatar is very strong. Uh, and I, I believe that the sign of somebody that is, you know, more in that higher uh, consciousness is somebody who can actually listen to things that are questioning or going against their beliefs or their reality and actually be able to sit with it. and yeah. I, I feel like understanding is a superpower right now as as people are so quick to put people in boxes now, because everybody's so knowledgeable about, you know, love languages and, you know, all of these things. And I've got this certificate and I've read all these books and I'm an intimacy coach and all that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what level of empathy do you have? Like, especially in the moments that you're triggered or in in the moments that conflict comes in like how are you handling that how are you handling those moments because i think that that's that's where this whole healing of our feminine is coming in where it's like how can we be more operating more from like a lighter space a heart space um more from our sacral which yeah. is our feeling chakra and because All of the patriarchal the heavy masculine energy has kept us in here and the you're seeing a reflection of it in our physical reality as i speak like what is happening with war and governments and everything and there's a complete dismantling of that which is um it's a it's a physical manifestation of what's happening with our consciousness so we're going back to what our ancestors did, which was do things based off of what is the body telling us? What is our Soma telling us? What is our um, instinct? But not from a survival standpoint, but more from a, I'm trusting the intuition of my body. I'm trusting the intelligence of my body. And if you tap into that, which is what I think the word embodiment when people talk about embodiment it's this is what it's about it's about being so connected to your body that your mind your ego is not overriding what is coming up in it whether it's the body wanting to feel emotion whether it's the body um you know if you have ancestors that you know went through disease or anything if it if that disease is coming up you're allowing the body you're embracing the surrender of this disease that's coming up to heal and to reveal itself and it's it's i feel like that's really where everyone is at right now with wanting to actually be incarnated and be part of the game of life and they're like okay I'll, i i want to be here now but everything else was the rejection of that everything else was like nope I I I already know who I am. I already see the vision for myself. I see the vision for my path. I see how it how it goes into the collective. But it's all that projection throughout life that has to be broken through. Yeah. For you to say no 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 like that is who I am and that is why I'm here. And everyone has to help each other get there.
0: This is exactly why for me personally and i know for a a lot of people i chose the path of scapegoat in my family unit in my social circle the scapegoat is the one that will that cannot conform yourself as well yeah so (laughs) the scapegoat is the one that cannot conform and this is i'm gonna kind of explain to why why any of this why these decisions were made and how it affects what's going on in the world right now so you come in and it's like right i'm gonna be the one that cannot conform why why am i being the one that cannot conform because of my goal or because of what i want to do in this life okay so what does not conforming look like well it looks like when i see unhealthy behavior in my first social circle which is my family i'm the one that will point it out i'm the one that will go that's not okay Like, why are we doing that, questioning it? I can't, cannot conform. So what that does is it triggers everyone. It triggers everyone to go towards their pain. And what that does is because everyone is so unaware, they see me as the reason that they feel their pain. So because I am the one that has shown them that pain, that pain gets taken out on me. So everyone is against me to that degree. I'm the problem child. I'm the one who uh, is the family issue. I'm the one that never gets things done properly. I'm the one that can't do this stuff. Now, why did we choose to be the scapegoat? Because at the higher level, it's the same thing. At like the more kind of global level. The, The issue with the world, if you want to, with me, what I what i do is i go down uh to the core like you know you can talk about whether it's a personal issue with you or whether it's like a group of people or whether it's the actual world there's the high level kind of like if we're using a garden analogy there's a high level branches kind of like thoughts and stuff all right that's the high level thoughts that's the high level issues but what's at the core root of it you know so i'm going to the i'm going straight to the core root here And I'm not saying like, um, uh, this isn't about me trying to be like, all right, well first we need to do this. Then this will happen. Then this system that no, I'm just telling you what has caused it. And the root issue of the, the world and the war and how we're killing each other and everything that we're doing is disconnection.
1: Oh, totally. Uh,
0: disconnection from self. Disconnection from others and self, yeah.
1: Well, this is the thing, too, is everyone's perception of connection is different, right? So, and there's layers to it. That's a whole other other thing, right? So, like, for instance, the way you connect with your mother and the way you connect with your partner, it's completely different, Mm. right? The way you connect with... Um, let's say like one of your friends and the way that you connect with a cousin like there's levels to this there's levels to how deep you can go with people and it's also a reflection of like how deep you've gone within yourself and there's this Matt Kahn quote I love so much it's People can only meet you as much as they've met themselves. Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody that has gone so deep within yourself, it can be tiring. (laughs) Because what you're doing is when you're connecting with someone like a sibling or or somebody that is at their place in their journey or at a certain level of consciousness, you're shapeshifting and kind of like... Coming into that space, but that's the unlearning, right? Is you have to stay where you're at and communicate from your level of consciousness that you've dug really deep to and done the alchemy to get yourself there. That's the flip, right? That's when you're self actual, you've self actualized. And everyone is supposed to meet you in that vibration because the opposite was you were
0: you had where yeah,
1: wherever they were at and then that's when your vibration that's when you're exhausted and you get sick and you're like putting on the different masks to connect for the sake of connection for the sake of
0: connection i abandon myself so i can maintain connection because as a human being connection for me is as important as food and water for survival yeah as important and i cannot stress that out anymore like still i say that to people and i can genuinely see people don't really truly understand the depth of what that is let me say it again connection for a human being is as important as food and water for our survival it's that true like there are studies in terms of like how uh we there was a study actually in regards of connection and i think um i can't remember the name of the study but what what it was i think it was like 14 newborn babies that were that were unwanted i think um they were we were testing to see how important connection was and i think uh, the, what it was is they were all in a room left there and the nurses only went in there to change their uh, diapers and feed them and they were given strict instructions of when they go in to do this they are absolutely not allowed to give any affection or any attention to the children at all it's just purely go in there and do this and come out and i think i can't remember the timeline and i i I really want to look into the study again but i just remember the top bits but let's say i think it was i think it was really really short like in the space of two weeks uh half the babies died half of them and then they stopped it because they were like oh my god god like what this is terrible and then the other half of the babies were adopted and two months later they died all of them so that is how important connection is for a human being for our survival now this kind of leads me on to what i was saying earlier as well leading on to the second part of it is the connection that the disconnection that we have on in the earth in the planet is. The cause of seeing ourselves separate from each other, and if I see myself as separate as another human being, it's okay if something bad happens to that human being. But if I see myself, if I see that human being as a part of myself, if I make a decision that's going to hurt that human being, it's going to hurt me because I'm they are a part of me. I see myself as a part of them. But like you said, I can't see anyone as a part of me if i don't have that connection within myself first and this is why i truly say this all the time the work that i put out there the the teachings that uh not just my teachings but the teachings of self development going within doing the inner work whether it's myself whether it's you whether it's someone else is the most important thing or one of the most important things for humanity Because at the root of every issue that humans have with each other, whether it's war, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's, you know, people living on the streets and people not caring about it and whether people are really struggling with their health or whatever. And, you know, the amount of times we, as a collective, as a humanity, we've talked about oh well the money is there it's just we're not doing it and you know things like that all of these things and and i'm not for one second suggesting like rich people are evil or the money is evil or anything that's not where i'm going with this what i'm saying is the reason human beings don't do what will happen to benefit humans is because of disconnection so let's go back to the scapegoat thing that i was talking about the reason the choice was made to not to be able to conform is so that i can say the things that most people won't say for example the the teachings that i have really upset a lot of people what i speak about really upset a lot of people just the same way as like my family unit what i would say really upset people but it's the truth it's the reality of it. Just like in my family unit when I spoke up and said that behavior is not okay. That behavior is unhealthy. That, we shouldn't be like that. Why are things like that? It would anger people. When I say things like we're brought up in a time where I, I refer to as the emotional dark ages. We're brought up in a way that our caregivers and their caregivers didn't know how to be there for us in an emotionally healthy way. Which is what is causing the disconnection within ourselves. A lot of people Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but our parents tried their best. Like, I I know. I'm not saying they're bad people. Yeah, but you you can't say that. No, I I can because it's the truth. I'm speaking the truth of reality because I cannot go by and see what's happening in humanity and then don't say anything because it upsets people.
1: Yeah. I think that you're... You're right on with that, because it goes back to the the idea of the people pleaser, of keeping mm-hmm. the peace. That's a very, like, you know, dysfunctional family, like, thing, mm-hmm. where if there was chaos in the house, or if there was a parent that was abusive or something, like, the children would be quiet and not speak the truth. Or there would be a child that spoke the truth, scapegoat, and would pay the price, and, and so being the scapegoat to me is, is being the mirror and nobody wants to look at. It's the being the mirror that nobody wants to look at. Yeah. And then you had mentioned earlier this thing about when the truth is not accepted and received well, then it's projected back as blame, guilt, shame, and put on the mirror scapegoat. And uh, and then your shadow is formed, and those sure. early, and that's when your shadow is formed. And when you go through the the journey to self actualization, you are tra- you are transmuting and you are um, integrating everyone else's shadow yeah. that has become yours. And then when you get to self actualization, you go, "This shit was never mine." <laughs>
0: that conditioning passed down as well the behavioral conditioning passed down and everything yeah it's 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 a big part of it yeah absolutely and for me as well just so you know i know i'm saying all of this but i also was a people pleaser and this is again the thing like for someone in my position and i don't know if you're whoever's listening or watching or anything i don't know what your path is or anything like that and these can this can absolutely be translated to figure out in your path. But the reason I chose the path that I did was not only to become the person that needs to speak up. Um, And I'm not the only one. There are so many people already doing it as well. But we collectively have gone, right, we need to do this here, 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 once we do it all, you know. Um, But the reason why I went through the path of understanding that, you know, it's to understand the people pleaser i had to be a people pleaser to understand where that behavior came from what people are actually what's actually going on like under the the, under the hood under the bonnet or whatever you want to say what's actually going on why this behavior exists and that it's 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 from pain it's not because someone's weak it's not because someone's Uh, has the inability to change it it's not because someone is just not good enough and ah that's just who they are that's their personality like yeah well it it is their personality but it's not like your personality is not defined as who you are forever your personality can change you want multiple parts multiple personalities you will have this Mm -hmm. personality this moment and this personality in this other moment and the reason those behaviors exist are only because well let me re-say that. <laughs> the reason those behaviors exist are mainly because of the experiences you've had in your life. That's why those behaviors are there. And that's from pain. I have learned to make people happy because when they're not happy, it's always been unsafe for me.
1: Yeah. And again, that's a that's an unlearning that it's a heavy unlearning mm. because it's our core operating system on connection yeah right and so when you're saying when you're digging into the root and you're like wait a minute we're talking about a complete reset of the system if I remove this but then that's when you are getting out of the fear consciousness and you're seeing this as a door and a gateway to unconditional love and trust, and saying, "I want to connect differently
0: yeah it's it can definitely seem scary. I think we touched upon it earlier, didn't we? like the fear of the unknown and things like that It's like i don't know what's on the other side of the fence i this is how I've always lived, but it's one thing that's very interesting to know is it's never the fear of the unknown really it's it's your perception of the unknown that's what's scary human beings are not scared of the unknown it's what we perceive the unknown to be if human beings were scared of the unknown children would be terrified all the time that's not the case so it's it's all that and um one thing i I wanted to talk about we said that we would actually mention this and i think it's a good time to talk about it because when we're talking about like all right this game and we're in here we've been through this what's going on the concept of illusion i think in the spiritual field this is so misunderstood i believe the concept of illusion i i don't think it's really really understood at all because um, mainly because the same reason of why we don't see ourselves as multiple personalities we don't see my i a lot of, most people in the world don't see themselves as many parts. And I promise you, if you can get in the habit of seeing yourself as multiple parts, your entire reality, your entire life will transform insanely. Like, but we don't because we've not been taught that. Because we've been called by the same name our entire lives, all of these parts of us have adopted that name. Whenever we are these parts of ourselves, we think we are this one person and the same kind of thing goes with like the the level of consciousness so my level of consciousness at this plane here in this 3d reality is actually two levels it's the the observer so i can go a little bit higher and become the observer i can observe everything around me which is who i am as well but then it's at the lower level which is kind of like what i would refer to so in a way to kind of like make it easier for people to understand is like the lower level would be the the level where all your parts are like and you can even call that like the ego let's say because the ego is the clay is the allegation uh of all of the parts of yourself that have learned how to keep you safe that's essentially yeah. the ego so there's those two levels but then there's also The level of your higher self and you are your higher self you're not becoming your higher self you're realizing that you already are your higher self so that journey is there so you're at all these different levels and it's but you got to realize like they all are valid they are all extremely valid you can go to the level of your higher self and you're not in the game but you are but you're not you can be the observer and you're not the part of yourself that's terrified you can be the part of yourself that's terrified. And because that part of yourself is terrified, that fear is valid. So it's all valid. And this is the same thing in kind of like reality and the way the 3d works. So if I was like, you know, and this is what I mean. It's all an illusion. It's like, yeah, it depends on what level you're at. If you're your higher self level and out of this reality, you can look at it as an illusion. But if you're like, jump in the end of the, you know, the deep end of the pool and you're at the bottom as a human being at the level in the 3d level. It's like, all right, well, this is an illusion. It's fine. I'm, I'm a spiritual being. It's fine. It's an illusion. I'll be all right. Like, no, you won't, you'll die. You'll drown and you'll die because at that level, that illusionary level, that is an illusion. If you are your higher self also, uh, is real when you're here. So, it really like it really needs to be understood that the the whole concept of illusion some people go to like no nope, this isn't true this isn't true and that is one of the m- most common ways people avoid what they actually need to go towards they avoid their uh, anger their fear their, like they even say their ego which is the collation of all of them they avoid all of the ways that the human being system is trying to communicate to them of like, what is need to be shown, what you need to work on what's happening. And that, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's one of the biggest issues in the spiritual community right now.
1: It's the 5d cloud. I like to call, like everyone's on the little 5d cloud and they don't want to come down to the 3d and the whole point of the whole 5D consciousness and all the spiritual work, especially over the last few years, is so that we can be here. <laughs> to, <laughs> so true. Because you're supposed to bring 5D consciousness into the 3D to transform the 3D. New Earth, okay? New Earth. Are we going to get in a rocket ship and go to New Earth? No. New Earth is here. It's it's here. And that's the thing that people, that's the hard pill for people to swallow. No, no. I'm going to just um, live in my hut in the middle of the forest and grow my own plants. And um, that's how I'm going to heal the world in complete isolation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. And I think that's what people are waking up to it's like, no, 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 no embodiment. You're embodying the 5D so that you can go into the 3D mm-hmm. and be a part of the alchemy of the 3D of the, th- of the transformation of the third dimension. That's when they say bringing heaven to earth, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And so when you talk about these people that make me, it makes me crazy too. It's um you know, that new earth is some fairy tale fantasy land atlantis all this stuff no no it's here yeah kingdom of heaven is at the bottom of your garden
0: yeah it 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 is and i think you you hit the nail on the head there you know we're here for a reason we're here to experience this so it's not like what we're here and and don't get me wrong if i've been at the stage where i've been like i don't want to be here anymore i was three times in my life i was like this close from killing myself like i was that i was like here sucks like what the hell is the point i don't want it so i don't want to invalidate your pain but this is more of an understanding that like the goal of this life isn't to escape the life it's to experience the life and yes you might be somewhere that is really painful and trust me i get it i've been to the depths of you know the pain to the degree that i have i've been to every corner of my psyche i've left reality i've had to find my way back i've done so many things but the fact of the matter is even on your journey your journey isn't to escape life and this whole concept that life is meant to be you're meant to be happy all the time that's not true you're not whoever told you that whoever sold you that lied to you that's not what life is life is experience this reality is contrast contrast is i can't feel happy if i don't feel sad because then i don't know what happy feels like without the feeling of sadness but then it's like, well, I feel terrible all the time. I get that. And that sucks. Yes, I really, really do. I'm not trying to invalidate that. It really does. But that doesn't mean you can't find your true happiness. It Will it be hard? Fuck yeah. It'll probably be very hard, depending on what level you're at. You know, and it doesn't mean you can't do it. But life isn't to reach for continuous happiness. And a lot of people think feeling good is happiness. It's not, you can be happy and be depressed. You can be happy and be sad. You can be happy and feel terrified. You can feel happy and still feel sensations of anxiety. It's what life is.
1: Yeah. And you, you had said something that like, I like to say often is that whatever you believe, God's source spirit loves contrast and loves to show it to you. And that we are here for the full spectrum experience, which is not just one side of the spectrum, which would be, you know, extreme joy, ecstatic joy, because to feel the highest of the highs, like it wouldn't feel so amazing if you didn't know the lows. Yeah. Like, and then to touch back on talking about being suicidal, I was very suicidal. And I remember one time when I was like really close on, on edge and I heard some, I heard like a voice and it, it said, it's not going to be that easy for you.
0: Which one, and the the choice?
1: To do the idea of doing that. Yeah. That even if I tried that, it wouldn't happen that Like that was the, that was the way that the voice came to me was like, you can try it, but it's not going to be that easy for you. Like I was going to survive it or something. And it said, there's something here for you. And that, the death, that, that suicide death, that's so easy. That's so easy. Like for you to think that it's this easy to be like, Hey, I don't want this incarnation like, let's just, you yeah, know, let's end go. this now. And I'll never forget that moment. And the more that you start to, and I would say maybe you agree with this, uh, the more that you started to go into your journey and you, your vision started to get spoon fed to you of like what your path is here and everything. I say to myself, like, no wonder I wanted to kill myself. There's no way. If 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 it was shown to me fully, right, the puzzle pieces all together, the picture, if that was shown to me fully, let's say twenty years ago, I'd be like, "What are you talking about? There's no way, me, this." But it has to do with that shadow that didn't belong to you, and what you had to dig through to get those pieces together and to see things clearly. Because, you know, also from a somatic level, you know, you're your ancestors wildest dream, you are the the pain of the 1000s of ancestors in you, you are activating and transmuting it into the power of the 1000s of ancestors in you. Mm-hmm. So you're rewriting, you're writing a new completely new story. Mm. And the old stories had to die in you, for you to see the full picture and to accept that this is your path
0: you're actually to that was beautiful that um mm-hmm. you're actually the energetic desire of your ancestors as well every generation that has a desire i want to do this or i want to do that you know whatever that is the next generation is born energetically ahead on that you know my child is ahead of me as well and we 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 kind of equate that to oh well you know that's just because the you know we're so much further along as a human species yeah but that's all a manifestation of those desires these opportunities are there for those desires so you carry so much of your ancestors not just your um parents much, much further deeper than that as well. You're talking
1: about like millions of miles of DNA that is within you, like yeah. millions of miles of it. And, you know, I look at my son and I I can't even say, like when I say my son, I can't even say that because he just came through me. He's not, he doesn't belong to me. He's not me. He came through me. He has his own Journey. He has his own uh, life that he's going to cultivate for himself and in his own way and not from the conditioning of the way that it was for me. And I love that Khalil Gibran, you know, in the prophet, the chapter on children where he says, like, you know, you're you're holding the bow. The child is the arrow yeah. and that's, it. and they are an expression of life's longing to be in existence and trusting the wisdom of your child, yeah. trusting that the, their intuition telling, I tell my son all the time, I say, I really trust your wisdom. Like I really trust that you don't want to do this. I really trust that, you know, but then, and then he has his moments where he's a 14 year old and then I have, and I'm like, okay. But for the most part, he is very in tune with his own inner guidance and, and, and that is his superpower based on like his design. And, and I think it would say most kids is that us as parents, we have to just say, trust yourself mm. and know yourself, know yourself and my son says no to me a lot. And I love that. Mm. He's like, I said, do you want to do this? Nope. Do you want to go here? No. He's like a professional knower. And I'm like, and I'm glad because I wasn't. Yeah. And no is boundaries.
0: It's, it's almost like he's the (laughs) desire of you. He's almost, it's almost like he's the energetic desire that you had. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. It's a really interesting concept. Um, you 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 do you own a bag you must own a bag a yeah. bag okay so <laughs> so does that bag belong to you yes like it's yours as it belongs to you does your arm belong to you yeah okay can you see the difference of belonging between a bag and your arm my arm yeah. i can say belongs to me but it doesn't belong to me the same way as the bag does because my mm-hmm. arm is me it's me. And I'm not I'm only talking at the human level here. I'm not going to like, you know, uh 5D uh, higher self type level or anything. <laughs> so my arm is me, but it doesn't belong to me the same way the bag belongs to me. If my tooth my tooth within my mouth right now, if I go, oh, this tooth here, I'll point it and I'll be like, This is me. This is me. This is part of me. But if the tooth comes out, I can still look at it and go, Oh, look, that's my tooth. I still identify it as kind of like me. It's something that came off me, but there's also an element of people not recognizing or identifying things that come off them as them anymore. So for example, if you needed to have a we, let's say that urine that's within you in the moment it's in you, it's like, well, is it you? It's like, Oh yeah, it's part of me. Okay. As soon as I pee it out, is it you? Like, no, why? Because it's out of me. It's like, That's not the, that's actually not what's going on. Yeah. So let's go a little further. The man's sperm, the woman's egg, when it's in them, they see them as in them. When they join together and form a human baby and that human baby comes out, it's them. Just the same way as the arm is me, that is a different type of belonging to me. But a lot of people, unfortunately, subscribe to the idea that my child belongs to me just like the bag belongs to me Mm -hmm. so i i can dictate what i do with my bag that must mean i can dictate what i do with my son i dictate what what school he goes to and like as far as like uh, in the future what job he should get what you know and unfortunately that's not the case we are all human beings that have our own lives that can absolutely choose our own paths our jobs as caregivers is to guide them is to guide them and sometimes i can see you know my child going down a path that i know that's not going to work out but then that's good because it teaches him something it also allows him to fail and see that failing is okay. like there are so many lessons in allowing a person to go down a path that you know is not going to work and that is and what we do is we alienate ourselves to them by forcing them or trying to force them to go down a different path or do something else, and all it does is it makes us extremely unsafe to them so they don't come to us with anything anymore.
1: And it, you said it, you said the thing that is like totally I agree with is you have to let them fall. You see it coming, you're intuitive, yeah. you know where it's going, but you, the whole key to being a conscious parent is knowing that there's an alchemy available in the moment that they do fall and that you can be there to help them understand and to help them alchemize and to help them not carry it later mm. because if you're doing this real-time work with them it doesn't become these heavy highly charged wounds later yeah. because you're meeting the moment versus like what happened before was like you would have that moment happen and then your parents would blame you or chastise you. Why did this happen? Or why aren't you like this kid? Or, you know, why aren't you getting into this school? Or, you know, just, you know, all the things. And so presence, like being so present in those moments and just being like, okay, I know that my child is on his own journey and that he has so much to learn on this journey. But what you can do is, Trust their wisdom, but also prepare them for life, because I think the the problem with a lot of parents is that they shelter and they control and they say, "Oh my kid can't be around this or my kid can't hear this word or they can't watch this or this and this and that you you can't control life, and that's what I think that the projection onto like Our generation, that was the problem is that the parents tried to control so much and then karma and whatever lessons that were for me, that were for you. They were inevitable, that they were beyond control. And then the parents grip even more because they could feel, I have no control what is going to happen with my child's life so it's almost like they're co-creating the chaos Yeah.
0: yeah and this goes back to what we were saying earlier as well in terms of it's about that connection and disconnection like don't get me wrong i can only be the way i am now towards my son because of the inner work that i've done on myself parents being like that like it's an, you know, it, it comes from fear, it comes from their fear. And they, we all try and do the best that we can. Like, I get that. But it requires the inner work. The freedom that my son has and the guidance that I can give him all comes from the inner work that I've done. It, it, I wouldn't, I wasn't the same parent before I understood myself before i raised my self-awareness before i realized that all right well him being like that is annoying me because of my own stuff not because he's being like that he should be allowed to be however he feels because he's an emotional being and that's a communication so i need to understand like why i'm feeling like this which will allow me to be able to hold space for him so you know I think to end this outstanding conversation that we've had, I think the message that, I mean, my mission itself is in this world is to teach people how to connect with themselves because the outcome of that will be that they will have a stronger connection with others as well. And everything that we've talked about today in this podcast is about how we can learn more how to connect with ourselves because that's what we that's what we're all looking for anyway all those feelings that you're looking for is within you it's just we've never learned how to do this so we're trying to do the best that we can with the you know we don't know what we don't know so it's like i'm just going to continuously look external from me for that and unfortunately that is not where it is it's all within yourself but I want to take this opportunity to thank you, Farah. Uh, it's been an absolutely amazing conversation. And uh, did you, if you want to follow Farah and uh, see what she does, her information <laughs> will be in the description of whatever uh, device, whatever platform you're listening to. Um, other than that, is there anything you want to say before we finish this episode?
1: Just, you know, thank you. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation, and you know, it flowed, you know, perfectly. I always feel like when we are just present, mm. uh, the messages are always perfect. Yeah. So
0: absolutely, uh, and-
1: I'm grateful for that. And you know, it's I always, I like to just say that we can always be better. All of us, no one is better than anybody. Everyone. Everyone can do better. everyone can be better. Everyone can be more compassionate. Everyone can be more loving, but it's it's actually doing it mm. that people are scared of. so you know just the times that you're feeling intensity or tension or nervousness is actually those are the moments of the greatest alchemy. Yeah. Because it means that it's the opportunity for a transformation. So just to embrace that, because okay, that's what we've done over and over and over again. And you you get better at it and you start trusting universe more and you say, okay, I'm trusting the unknown even more. Like, how could, can it get? And then you charge, you start to change the outcome yeah. Yeah. in that way because you're just in presence and full trust so that's all that's all i wanted to say
0: oh thank you very much and thank you for your wise words i'm sure it will reach the people that need to hear it indeed if you're interested in kind of going on this journey this journey to within uh, i do have online support on my website it's the whole reason why i do what i do these podcast episodes are to help you everything that i put online is to help you so check it out again all those links are in the description of whatever platform you're listening to other than that thank you for listening and far a thank you to you again have a lovely rest of the day everybody bye
1: bye